0: Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at KingsgateHobbs.com. So we're going to go ahead and go into the book of James. And there is so much that the apostle has to tell us here. Man of God here, James, just has all kinds of good stuff for us. And it's just been humbling for me to read it. Humbling because God is... God is working on some stuff in my life. How many of you have had seasons where you feel like you're going through something and God is working on you? He's pointing out some stuff to you in in that season. You ever been there? God's going, I already told you about this. And you're saying, I didn't hear him say that exactly, but I knew he was saying that. Yeah, yeah. There's some things right now that I'm, I'm going through and God is going, haven't we had this conversation before? Yes, sir. I need to retain it. I need to go to the next level. My mom always said that. God's taking us to another level if we'll let him. What is the next level for you? Well, many times you, you don't pass a test like Pastor Fabian says. You don't pass the test. You've got to take it again in life. If you don't get it right here, you'll, don't worry. You'll get tested again. You'll get tested again. All right? So the, the key to life is learning from your mistakes Learning to lean on God. So let's go to James chapter 1, verse 1. This letter is from James, a slave of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, I'm writing to the 12 tribes, Jewish believers scattered abroad. Greetings. Praise God. We get to benefit from that. Jewish or not, you get to benefit from this letter because here it is thousands of years later. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, Oh, man. They're like, I know he's not going to go there. No, I'm going there. When troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. How is that possible? Well, first of all, you want to just deal with the realm of faith because you are believers. If God's Word said it, just believe it. Let's go back to that verse again. Let's go back to verse 2 again. I want that to be in front of your face for a minute. I want it to be in front of mine for a minute. I can see it as well. Dear brothers and sisters. When troubles of any kind come your way, say, no, I can't be talking about troubles involving money because those are extra stressful. No, I can't be talking about troubles involving kids because those are just traumatic. No. When troubles of any kind come your way, any kind, someone say "Any any kind. Consider it an opportunity for great joy. I know if we just stopped there, you'd go, man, out of context, context, what does that mean? Why would, why would they be an opportunity for great joy? I'm glad you asked. Let's go to the next verse. For you know, or you should know, right, that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. I don't know about you, but my faith is tested every day in some way. Whether I realize it or not, I know it is. There's Most of the time I realize it. But there's other times I'm like, what is going on here? Have you ever had that question where you go, what is going on here? Why am I struggling with this? Or why am I being put in this situation? Or why did they decide to do that? And some of you may have said, God, why did you let this happen? That's not usually my habit, but I do lots of other questioning. What is going on here? Over the years, my wife and I laugh because one of my standard questions is, what is wrong with me? (laughs) What is wrong with me? Let's read verse 3 again. For you know that when your faith is tested, I really got, the, I got to get this into your soul tonight, into your mind and as part of your will and part of your emotions and into your residual memory. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. Did you know how you respond to people is a test of your faith? Did you know how you respond to God is a test of your faith? Did you know how you respond to situations is a test of your faith? Did you know how you respond to life in general is a test of your faith? Some of you got kids in here. How you respond to your kids, your spouse, that's a test of your faith. Did you know, how you respond to tough seasons is a test of your faith? I think it was July of 2019, and I was talking about the testing of our faith. That was the series for that month, and I remember one guy told me, "Can we talk about something else?" (laughs) He said, "I'm going through a test right now, man." But can can we? No, it's it's the right time to talk about it. It is. Why? Because there are things going on in y'all's lives right now. I don't have to be a prophet to say it. I'm not reading your mail because I don't know your details. Most, unless you share them with me, I don't know them unless God reveals them to me. But I don't know the gen, the, even the general details of some of y'all's lives, of the things you're going through. But I know right now, some of you, your faith is being tested. What do I tell my Bible study group? What I tell people? It's become one of my hallmarks, and that is keep the faith. Keep the faith. Anybody can talk. Anybody can talk. I've had people, you'd be amazed. No one in here have people, man, tell me things and promise great things. And this is going to be it. And, man, I'm going to, basically telling me how faithful they're going to be. And that's the last conversation we've had. Because it was all talk. I remember years ago, there was a guy, you wouldn't know him. I don't know if I would know him. If he's still alive, he'd probably look so different. But in the early 80s, his name was Fred. And Fred was a big talker. True story. My dad took him to my grandpa's house, my grandpa Treadwell's house one time. And I was a little boy, and I was thinking Fred was odd because all he did was talk about all the things he could do. He was always bragging about everything he could do. And after he left, my grandpa said, boy, he he talked way more than he did, didn't he? He made promises. He told us the cars he had fixed and the things he had done, but my grandpa's car was still broken when he left. Why? Because he was all talk. Fred was a talker. But when your faith is tested, all right, all the talking is done, your endurance has a chance to grow. Faith isn't words. Faith is faith indeed, right? You say, man, I just believe. Well, what, what about a chance to show how much you believe? How about showing up? Did you know, I've told people over the years, me and Noe have had this discussion, and that is, man, you can't win if you don't show up for the battle, right? One of the ways you show up to the battle is praying, man. And I don't mean just praying, because man, dudes in the hood have told me over the years, hey, Holmes, man, I pray every night before bed. I'm like, well, that's good. Good for you. But do you praise God during the day? Do you seek God? Or are you just asking him for stuff? And some folks say, no, I'm, I'm just talking to God. That's great. That's how you show up, the basics. Just the basics, man. Tom Brady is frustrating to me. Okay? I'm going somewhere with this. Bless his heart. Man, I talked bad about him that Sunday, and he won anyway. And I wasn't cursing him or anything, but I, well, I don't know what I was doing. God forgive me if I need to be forgiven about any of that, and I say that humbly before all y'all. but the guy has more Super Bowls than my Pittsburgh Steelers. Frustrating. But you know what he's good at? I've noticed. He's, he, Don't get me wrong. He's a Hall of Famer. People say he's the greatest of all time. Okay. I can't even (laughs) disagree with you. But he's really good at the basics. He's good at finding open guys. He's not quick. So he ain't going to mess with that. See, he's smart. He knows his strengths. So, so, I I mean, who knows the agreements he makes with these offensive linemen because a lot of them are just great great athletes anyway, but I don't know if he gives them Rolexes like Emmett Smith used to do or blesses them with extra bonuses. I don't know, but they protect him well. And that's the basics for a quarterback. A quarterback shouldn't have to scramble much, really. That means take off running. I mean, if he's quick, cool. But guys that take off running a lot in the NFL as great quarterbacks, they don't last long. Why? They get their heads knocked off. You get to a certain point, and they they were talking stats. I remember the Super Bowl said, this guy's 240, and he runs a 4-4-40 yard. 4-4? Man, I'm a a quick little guy, and in my prime, I don't know if I was a 4-4 in the 40. That, That is a runaway train. Can you imagine? And those guys are hitting you. They have likened it to running into a brick wall because it jars your bones and your joints when you get hit by someone. Because you're running this direction, they're running that direction, and there's impact. But Tom Brady, see, he's figure out, figured out how to be a great pocket passer. He stays in the pocket, and he finds his person. And he does it over and over and over again. He's good at it. He's good at it. He knows his strengths, and he knows his weaknesses, and he practices his strength. And now, oh, man, heaven forbid, he says, I may play till I'm 45. Oh, my gosh. I feel like, I feel like you, you wonder if the Middle East felt, the, felt this way when there was George Bush Sr. and he attacked Saddam, and then George Bush Jr. came over there, and I, I bet the Middle East, you know, like, how many bushes are there, you know? And I'm going, how many years does this guy have? But he's good at it. Bless his heart. He's good at the gifts God gave him. And he's good at, I said all that to say this, he's good at the basics. He can throw the long bomb. He can throw the short pass. And you know what I've noticed about him? He will feed you the short pass for dinner until you can stop it. He does it over and over and over again. And then his favorite target is a guy named Gronk, right? Which, what a great target. Six foot six. You can't teach height, man. I mean, he's just big and fast and good hands. But it works, so he does it over and over again. I remember playing video games back in the day with my brother. And does anybody remember Soul Calibur, any of those video games? That's from back in the day. We played with Noe one time. We got in the flesh, yeah. I think Noe told us, you guys can't do this in real life. (laughs) That was funny. Why? This is why, though. My brother... When he plays those video games, and you're, it's a fighting game, you're doing martial arts and all this, Jonathan would do the same stupid move over and over, over and over and over and over and over until you stop it. If you can't stop it, he'll do it all night and just beat you over and over and over again. He was good at the basics. Frustrating. All right? You've got to be good at the basics. When your faith is tested, you respond. Watch this. Watch this. It's not deep. When your faith is tested, you respond in faith. Are y'all still with me? That's not very deep, but it's so simple you'll miss it. When your faith is tested, you respond in faith and you respond with faith. Every single time. When your faith is tested, respond with faith. Look at this. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. Perfect here comes from a word that means mature. How many of you want to be mature in God, mature in your dealings with people? You ever dealt with someone who's 60, 70, 80 years of age, and they're still immature? Yeah, that's, that's sorry, I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes, but that's, that's frustrating. You deal with someone, and you're going, how old are we? How old are we right now? Right? They didn't ever mature. Let your faith, in, you know what, let's go back to verse 3. Let me just hit that again. This is, for you know that when your faith is tested, right, somebody say Amen. Your endurance has a chance to grow. Your endurance and your faith and your patience. So let it grow for when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. How many of you know the faith is not a sprint? I love sprints. They're over quick. But the faith is not a sprint. It's way more than a marathon, too. The faith is like one of those marathon... Have you heard of those extreme guys that... Over a certain amount of days, I believe they did it a few years ago. Was it 2017? They probably do it every year. They were going to every continent and running a marathon. Did you, have you ever heard of that? I don't know what it's called. Jen and I kind of followed some of that. One of the pastor from uh, the Dream Center in Los Angeles, Te- uh, Los Angeles, California, he, he went and did that. They, run, they went and ran, I think, in Antarctica and all kinds of crazy stuff. But they do a marathon on each continent. Can you imagine And some people are like, no, no, I can't imagine. I would never do that. That's endurance. Life in God is endurance. It doesn't matter how you start. It matters how you finish. doesn't matter how you start. Jesus tells a parable of how there were those that said, you know, a father talked to his sons, and the one son said, yeah, I'll be right there. I'll do it. And he didn't go. He talks to another, his other son, and the other son goes, I'm not going to go do that. But guess what? He turned out that he went and did it. He finished well, right? He repented, basically, and did the right thing. So make sure that you're holding on to endurance. This is not a, this is not a NASCAR. You know, you go around the track as fast as you can. No, go, keep going around the track. Man, you're not trying to break any speed records. Just keep running the race. Let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect or mature and complete, needing nothing. Look at the next verse. Oh, I like this. Man, this is so for me right now. If you need wisdom... Just when I think I'm starting to pick up on some stuff in life, I realize, wow, I just need so much more of God. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. Let's hang out on this verse for a minute. Ask our generous God and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. What do you need wisdom for? Somebody, anybody, everybody. What do you need wisdom for in life? Decision making? What else? When speaking, oh my gosh. Common sense, I think, really, is a modern way of saying wisdom because, you know, it's become uncommon. But yeah, doing things that should make sense to the normal person. What, what do they teach in law? A reasonable person? But a lot of people are unreasonable, right? What else? What else is wisdom for? To be successful. <laughs> Raising chillens. Ms. Debbie said child-rearing, raising kids. Oh, man, you need the wisdom of God. Because you're going like this. It wasn't like this when I was a kid. This is crazy. What? But then again, though, you weren't born yesterday, so that's good. That's why God gave us parents, huh? I remember thinking my parents were old-fashioned, but, boy, they knew a lot. Anybody else? What do you need wisdom for? Not all at once. It confuses me. To be mature in the Word? Sure. Yeah, you need wisdom for that. Scripture says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Why? Because if you respect and fear and reverence God, you're going to do the right thing. How about this? Do you need wisdom in relationships? Mm -hmm. Humans are quirky. We have idiosyncrasies. There's a word. We We have... nuances and subtle new nu- Humans can be complex. You say, oh, no. And you'll hear guys say that. Oh, yeah, women are complicated. I don't know. Men can be pretty complicated, too. Humans are complicated. Men and women, we have, we have our own things. We have our areas, things that bother us, things that we've got to have healed. What else is wisdom for? How about this? Do you need wisdom for your finances? One guy... One guy told me before church, he's not in here tonight, he doesn't attend here, I've invited him before, but he told me I ran into him, and he said, um, it was earlier this afternoon, look at this, this guy's an older man, okay, he's pretty close to my dad's age, and I said, "I, I don't remember what we were talking about, and he said, oh yeah, my house is paid off, cars are paid off, and I still can't get ahead, lacks wisdom in his finances, At that age, isn't that interesting? A humble statement by him. But wow, that's terrible. I guarantee you he's not a tither and a giver that way. I'm telling you. Telling you. What else? What else do you need wisdom for besides finances and relationships? Decision making. What else? Say that again. Oh, to keep peace? Oh, yeah, you need need wisdom to to keep peace. Yeah, to have peace in your life, Uh uh-huh. When you fear God, when you respect God, you're going to do the things that give you peace. Anybody else for extra credit? I'm trying to tempt y'all, like trying to hustle y'all in to give me some more answers. You need wisdom. Look at this. You need wisdom in doing your job. Whatever your job may be. And God gives a grace, gives grace for your work. We got all kinds of stuff represented in here. We have folks who are in full time ministry. We have a policeman. We have moms who manage households and do other stuff. We got a teacher in here. We got, I think, a social worker. Are you a social worker, sis? Kind of, sort of? OK. So you work for the state or federal? If You work for the state. You need wisdom for your job. There's folks that do all kinds of different we got students in here, got folks that work in the oil field, we got people that work in offices, you got people doing all kinds of stuff, people who fix things, people who make repairs, you got folks who are into all kinds of stuff, and guess what? You need wisdom for all of it. And there's times you get to a point and you go, I don't know what I need to do in this situation. Have you had that? I had that today. And it wasn't a negative thing. I just went, I don't really have the answers here. I have part of it, but why? God wants us to seek him. If you need wisdom, ask our generous God. God's going to allow you to be in a situation every day where if you will humble yourself truly and ask him, he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Look at the next verse. But when you ask him, now this is powerful, be sure that your faith is in God alone. I want to talk about this verse for a minute. Be sure that your faith is in God alone. Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled. One translation says double, a double-minded person is unstable in all their ways, right? Do not waver, for a person with divided loyalty is as unsettled as a wave of the sea that is blown and tossed by what? The wind. Any of you ever gotten seasick before? Why do you get seasick? Because it's this. Some people love that. Some people hate it. I've seen people turn green on road trips, but also on boats. Instability. Let's go back to the beginning of that verse, James 1, 6. But when you ask Him for wisdom, be sure that your faith is in God alone. So don't try to get wisdom from God and from the world. Always go back to God. The world's wisdom will tell you, do not give tithes and offerings. Save every penny you can, don't give. Because the more you save, the more you'll have. They're right to a point until God's ancient law comes into play. Every year my wife and I give first fruits, and it's amazing how God blesses us over and over and over again. We've been walking in His blessing. It's amazing. Tithe, offering, first fruits every year. I would never bring that up to people unless we did it. I don't bring up stuff and ask you to do stuff or challenge you to do stuff unless we're doing it. But you got to make sure your faith is in God alone. I love this. I really feel like this became a revelation to me today as I studied this. You can't put trust in God and trust in man's system. The Greek word for the system of the world is the cosmos. I guess that includes Cosmopolitan Magazine because they got some dumb stuff on there. The Cosmos magazine, the world system. No, really, I've stood in line before and I'm all I'm like this, really. And the older I've gotten, I'll go like this. Glance at it in line, i go. What? Like, why would you put that on there? Morons. Right? That does that deserved a British accent. So when you ask God for wisdom, make sure that your faith is in God alone. I've seen some of the books that believers read, and they're crazy weird. I'm like, what? History book is one thing. And, and, and a self-help that is scripture-based, that's fine. And faith books, you know, books that are based on God's word, man, those are powerful. And there's all kinds of great books out there. And Christian novels, those are great if they teach you a powerful lesson because Jesus told parables, right? You can learn from fiction. You can be inspired to be creative from fiction. You can learn to dream again from fiction. That can actually help you if it's godly fiction. But man, some of the stuff that believers read, I'm going, that is New Age. That stuff is of the devil, man. It ain't of God. It's telling you some crazy stuff. So when you ask God for wisdom, make sure you're seeking him for wisdom and not the world. The world world don't make no sense. Here's an example. Have you, have you seen, if you've done this, look, I'm not going to apologize. But if you've done this, I understand. But have you seen people wearing two and three masks? If you've done it, hey, look, I'm not, because I've seen none of you wearing masks like that. But can you imagine, you can't even breathe. You, Jen and I were in the airport. Look at man's wisdom. Jen and I were in the airport. I don't remember what month that was. Maybe it was near our anniversary in September, October. We are in the airport, and there was a couple walking through the airport holding hands. I don't know if they were swinging, but that made it just seem more cute, right? They were holding hands, and they were wearing hazmat suits. Full gear, remember, baby? And Jen has to tell me sometimes, because I'm so obvious I don't know if she told me that time, but there's times people do weird stuff and I just go like this. <laughs> I gape. My mouth just drop. I'm like, there's been well, once or twice since we've been married, probably more. She's like, baby, close your mouth. Oh, <laughs> like, what the heck is going on here? Hazmat suits. That's man's wisdom. I've seen people wearing gloves, right? The surgical gloves, so they don't get the germs. But those same gloves... They're eating out of a bag of chips. I've seen that. That's man's wisdom. That is man's wisdom. Anyway, let's, let's go ahead and move on to verse seven. You want God's wisdom, not man. Mankind's wisdom is just crazy. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord if their interests are divided, right? If we're tossed. To and fro, back and forth, like, like we're on a wave in the sea. You've got to focus on God. you ask Him for wisdom, focus on Him for the wisdom. Such people should not expect to receive anything from the Lord if they're looking in other places. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Wow. They're unstable in everything they do. Can you imagine if someone told me, hey, Pastor Matt, I've been married 10 times and I want to do a marriage class at your church. Cancel. No. You can come to church. You can come to Bible study if you're, you can come to, yeah, but no. Their loyalty is divided between God and the world, and they are unstable in everything they do. Man's wisdom. Seeking seeking God's wisdom and man's wisdom. No, don't have loyalty. Don't have divided loyalty when you ask God for something, especially wisdom. Look at this. Believers, look at this. This is interesting. I'm not going to get into the nuances of all this, but this is what it says Believers who are poor have something to boast about, for God has honored them. And those who are rich should boast that God has humbled them. Why? Because they will fade away like a little flower in the field. Nothing lasts on the planet, does it? You should have seen me in high school, man. I had hair like this. It was parted, and I would do that all the time. I think I was too vain. Tony met me. He knows I had hair. He didn't know he was thinning already at that point, but... It looked like, a, and after a while, it was an illusion. But things change. Someone was so sweet the other day. They saw me, and they hadn't seen me in years, and I don't think they were standing close enough to me. They were like, Matt, wow, you haven't aged. I'm all girlfriend, man. I got I got crow's feet and all kinds of stuff. I put on eye cream today, I told her. Things change. Those that are rich, they fade away like a little flower in the field. man. Scripture even says riches has wings. You can't put your trust in riches. You've got to be blessed. You can bless others, but you can't put your hope and your your trust and your faith in that. Look at the next verse. The hot sun rises and the grass withers. The little flower droops and falls and its beauty fades away. In the same way, the rich will fade away with all of their what? With all of their achievements. Folks seem powerful now, but if God's not first, none of that's going to matter. None of that's going to matter. You don't use what you have for God's kingdom. Look at the next verse, and then we'll close it out here. God blesses those who patiently endure testing and temptation. Afterward, they will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love Him. We're going to start on that verse next week. Go ahead and bow your heads. Close your eyes. I love going verse by verse with you on a Wednesday night. Father, I thank you for your goodness, Lord. I thank you for your people in this house. People of faith. Our faith may be at different levels, God. We've got different walks of life, different jobs, different backgrounds, different numbers of kids at home, different addresses, Lord God, different testimonies, but we are your people. And in this house, God, these are your children, God. And those watching on the live stream, those are your children. Everyone who has accepted Jesus, everyone who has called upon the name of the Lord is saved by faith. But Lord, I know you have a word for us. And not just on Sundays and Wednesdays, but God, you have something you want to show us every single day of our lives. That's why we want to seek you in your word. Is there anyone in the house or on the live stream who would say, Pastor Matt, I just, I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. If you've never done it, then raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you tonight. You've never made Jesus the Lord of your life. Or you say, I just want to make sure I'm right with God. been going through some stuff. I feel a little bummed out. I feel a little guilty. See, and that's not from God. But you feel convicted and you want to change? You've been struggling in an area? Then raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you right now. God bless you. Thank you for your courage. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. God bless you. Man, y'all, there is courage in this house. I want you to repeat this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father... I am a believer and I know everybody say it say I know I know Jesus lives in me but I want to live like it. Forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me by the blood of Jesus. Strengthen me. I want to see and feel and know your hand of grace. Your empowerment to do right. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for your forgiveness. And I thank you for your peace, which passes understanding. In Jesus' name.